Hey, I'm Kristen Morgan, and welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast, where we laugh, cry, and work together to navigate life, all while keeping it real. So welcome back. This is episode two, and today I want to talk about parenting and something that's been my mind a bit. So I mentioned before, we are the parents of six children, and I'm going to be completely honest that parenting small children came pretty naturally to me. I could look at a child's behavior and if they were misbehaving, I could say, you know what, if we just put that one on timeout or put them on a schedule or put them down for a nap, we can change change their behavior to something more desirable. It made perfect sense to me. In fact, we were at Disneyland last week, my husband and I, and if you have not been there, it is like meltdown central for both children and parents. It'll start around mid-afternoon. You can see it. It comes at you like a wave. And uh, there's kids and parents throwing tantrums left and right. And I can look at a child and say, you know what? That kid is tired. He needs to go to the baby care center and you need to rock him to sleep and he will be right as rain. Or that one's tired of standing in line and you need to let him run around for 15 minutes and he will be pleasant as can be little kids, they make sense to me. And I naively believed that that same confidence would exist through all aspects of child rearing. (laughs) And I'm here to tell you that for me personally, that has not been the case, sadly. When we, uh, when our kids became teenagers, all of a sudden I found myself completely out of my element The ironic thing is that I didn't notice it right away. I was probably a good, I don't know, four or five years into parenting teens before all of a sudden I was like, what the heck am I doing? And, and why are these things happening? So it it was really challenging for me. And I've honestly spent probably the last five or six years working on regaining that confidence as a mom, uh, as I've navigated parenting these teens and, and these young adults. I never wanted to be one of those moms that complained about their teenagers all the time. I just thought that was unfortunate because teens can be wonderful. I love all the activities they're involved in. I love that they have more independence. I love that they can drive themselves places and I don't have to be the taxi. I love that we can have, you know, genuine conversations and it doesn't have to be about Pokemon or Nick Jr. We can talk about politics and relationships and religion, all sorts of things. I love that I can take a nap if I want or take myself to lunch, that I can go to the grocery store and not have four people clamoring for ding-dongs and ho-hos and soda pop. I love all of those things about teenagers, but there are some things that I do not love. And one of them is that they are becoming more independent and sometimes they make choices that I don't necessarily agree with. I always say, if they would just do what I say, we would all be a lot happier. But alas, that is not what is meant to be. And frankly, let's be honest, we don't want them to have to be bossed around by us all the time. Even though now it seems like it will be easier, we want them to become good, productive adults. I don't want them living in my basement playing Nintendo while they're 40 years old. So 
About five or six years ago, we were presented with um, some challenging parenting situations with a couple of our kids, but one in particular, and I don't want to go into, you know, all the, all the dirty laundry regarding it, but needless to say, all of a sudden I found myself completely out of my element when it came to parenting this child in, in this circumstance. And it was very, um, it was scary for me. All of a sudden, you know, I couldn't just put them on timeout or I couldn't say, go take a nap and it wouldn't solve all the problems. And I, for the first time, really had no clear vision of what I needed to be doing as a parent. And things were challenging. We were fighting a lot. We were having disagreements about any number of items. Sometimes Dave and I, my husband and I didn't necessarily see eye to eye, which was a new thing for us. There was kind of contention in our home really for for the first time on an ongoing basis. And I was very, uh, like untethered. I just didn't know what to do about it. And it's so worried and consumed with this, you know, this, these feelings of anxiety and how am I going to fix the problem? And what am I going to do? And what if the child makes this decision and it ends up, you know, with these really bad circumstances or really bad consequences. So a challenging situation. And one night I was sitting in bed and ruminating on this. I don't know if you're like me, but I kind of get this squirrel cage thing going in my mind where I can either take one worrisome thought and just churn it over and over and over, or I have so many thoughts that I can't make sense of them all. And so that's kind of what was happening. I just was feeling overwhelmed and consumed with the situation that we were in. So I decided in the moment to take out a piece of paper and to make two lists. And on the first, on the first side, the left side of the paper for my first list, I decided to list all the behaviors or decisions that my child was making that were negative, that were not the choices that I wanted them to be making or that were causing problems in the home. So this side was an, you know, the left side was the negative list. And then on the right side, in order to be fair, to be balanced, I decided to list the things that I was happy about or the good choices they were making or the good decisions or things they were doing in their lives. And so that's what I did. I took a few minutes and I wrote those lists out. And when I was done, I looked at those lists. And on the negative side, the things I wanted my child to change or, or the behaviors that were not, uh, quote, good, I had five items. And on the opposite side, the positive behaviors, the good choices, I had 25 items. I had five times as many positive things listed as negative. And I realized in that moment that I had been pouring all of my time, all of my energy, all of my thoughts into these five negative things. And frankly, I was sort of ashamed in the moment. I realized I need to turn this around. This is not okay. I actually took that list and I gave it to the child and I said, hey, this is what I did. And I'm sorry. I have been focusing so much on the negative behaviors that I'm not appreciating and recognizing all the great things you're doing. And that was a turning point in our relationship. And it was a turning point in how I viewed myself as a parent. 
So I have been thinking about that, how that shift in perception made such a difference. Nothing as far as circumstances had changed in that moment. We still were right where we were. We still had the same challenges. We still had the same child. We still had the same relationship, but my perspective shifted. And so I want to talk for the next few minutes about three steps we can take when dealing with a parenting challenge that we don't quite know how to handle. So the first step is take a step back. We need to gain sort of an outside perspective. So I've learned to think of it as if this were my friend and this was their challenge, what advice would I give them? Or how would I reframe the situation for them? And nine times out of 10, when I can take that approach, I realize that the problem isn't quite as extreme as I think it is, or the solutions aren't out of reach, uh, that it's a lot more doable, it's a lot more manageable, and that sometimes I'm taking, you know, making a mountain out of a molehill. So if you just can take that step back and and look at it almost from a clinical perspective. My husband's really great at this. He's a psychologist. So he's he's really good at taking that emotion out and looking at it um, sort of from an outsider's perspective. And when I do that, the the pathway instantly becomes clearer to me. So that's the first step. Take that step back. The second step is don't react right away. I'm going to be totally honest. This one is a challenge for me. It always has been. I do not like things left undone. When there is something that needs to be dealt with, I want it dealt with right away. I want to hash it out. I want to have a big discussion. I want to come up with a plan or issue a punishment or I want it fixed. I do not like things unsettled. I don't like disharmony. I don't like contention. I want it fixed right then. And if I'm upset with a child or their decision, I want them to know it right away. I want it fixed. And again, my husband, it's good that that we marry people to balance us out because he is much better at saying, all right, let's hold off. Let's think about this for a minute. And so that's what I have learned to do over the last several years. I have learned that I need to first take that step back. And then second, I need to not react right away. I need to have a more measured response. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't need to discuss it or we don't need to hash it out or we don't need to even have a confrontation or that there there isn't a punishment that needs needs to happen in some cases. Often all of those things need to happen, but they don't need to happen when I'm heated or when I'm emotional because then it becomes much more personal. So I I have learned you've got to you've got to pause and not react right away in the moment. The third step is to trust your instinct. This has been a hard one for me. I mentioned before, I I had great instincts with mothering young children. And as problems and things have, have come up, as my kids have gotten older, I have sort of lost that confidence to trust my 
my mothering instincts and I'm working on regaining that confidence because I do firmly believe that we are meant to have the children that we have and to parent the children that we have, that God gave them to us because he knew that we were what they needed. And as long as we're, we're trying, we're working on improving, we have their you know, welfare in mind over our welfare. And I think most parents do. As long as those things are happening, then we are what they need. And I need to trust that instinct. We as parents need to trust those instincts. And especially once we've taken the step back, we haven't reacted right away and we've had some quiet, some time to think, then the pathway will become more clear and we can move forward and we can have confidence in moving forward um, with, with whatever needs to happen to parent that child. So that's the third thing. Trust your gut, trust your instinct. You have been blessed with that and there's a purpose behind that. Parenting can be rough. It can be hard. It often is. There's also so many great rewards and, and great blessings and we might not see them in the moment. It might be years down the road, it might be decades down the road, but they are there and we can have confidence in that. Thanks for joining me. I hope that you've learned a little something or there's something that you can take away and that you can take it into your own life and, you know, keep it real. Have a great day.